Hi there and welcome to Inside Rugby League, the podcast brought to you by the Yorkshire Evening Post. My name's Richard Byram and joining me on the line again this week is Peter Smith. Peter, as regular listeners will know, is the Yorkshire Evening Post Chief Rugby League writer. He had a busy weekend at Ellen Road, watching the two Challenge Cup semi-finals and the Women's Challenge Cup final, Peter. Yeah, it, it was a long day, but it was... was um, it was it was a pretty good event. I thought there's been a lot of concern about the size of the crowd, twenty two thousand ish, but the atmosphere was pretty good. Um, there's always been concern over Challenge Cup semi final crowds. I don't think that's anything particularly new, and I think it was respectable. Um, obviously, there were a lot of empty seats, but that was always going to be the case in a venue the size of Ellen Road. I thought it was. Um, a suitable venue for um for the size of the occasion really and great for the women's players in particular to get to play on that sort of stage i thought they produced leeds and saints produced a, a really good encounter that's only going to be good for the uh, for the women's game a bit unfortunate for rhinos they were beaten 18 8 but they're in front for a lot of the game and played very well just didn't take the chances that's what cost them um, but I do think they're closing the gap on Saints, who were the outstanding team last year. They beat Leeds 28-0 in the grand final last October. So to get that gap down to um, to eight points, uh, sorry, ten points, and Leeds were pressing towards the end before Saints scored the final try, which inflated the margin a little bit. I thought that was signs of progress from the Rhinos, and they have the satisfaction of... Um, the player of the match award, which went to Zoe Hornby, who scored their try. She was outstanding. Um, but a good occasion and um, a real good advert for the women's game. Women's Super League starts this weekend. Leeds were due to play Castleford, but Castleford, who were in the top tier of Super League, what they've done is they've split Super League for the women into two tiers. Now, Castleford's due to be in the top tier, but they've lost... Um, the vast majority of their experienced players and they realistically weren't going to be able to compete at that level so they voluntarily dropped down to the second tier so there's only five teams in the elite group um, competing for four places in the semi-final which is unfortunate I can tell you with probably about 95% certainty that the semi-finals will will be um, St Helens against Wigan and um, Leeds against York. So that's not ideal. Um, I think there's going to be a shortage of high-quality, intense matches this year, which is a shame. But certainly the standard at the top of the Super League is very good. And if you get a chance to, to go and watch a match, I'd, I'd recommend it. Leeds certainly are playing some curtain raises. Their first game, which is against Huddersfield, um, next week, that's a curtain raiser to the, the men's match. And that'll be worth... If you're going anyway, it'll be worth getting down early to watch that because it, um, it is good entertainment. As for the two men's semi-finals, well, the first one between Wigan and Saints was an absolute cracker. I think most people expected Saints to win that. But Wigan got off to a flyer, got a long way in front, and then Saints clawed it back, went um, went ahead themselves, and then a late interception try won it for, um, won it for Wigan. So that ends Saints' hopes of doing the treble. Um, I think we're going to all certainly fancy their chances of beating Huddersfield in the final, but Huddersfield did a, a very good job 
against Torquay, who admittedly looked a bit dispirited and were down on a few troops and a few things that they tried. For example, risking Kane Lynette, who, who was injured. Um, that didn't really pay off. Um, and Hull KR, for most of the game, it looked like they'd get nilled. They managed to get a try towards the end, but it was a convincing win for Huddersfield. And if they play like that, they'll they'll feel that they've got a chance of beating Wigan at Tottenham, which is where the final is going to be played this year. I actually think that it's a double-header with the 1895 Cup, and the 1895 Cup is probably the more intriguing game, really, between Featherstone and Lee, the two... Uh, top teams outside Super League who both just keep sort of out-competing with each other to to, um, to bring in top-quality players from both from the NRL and Super League. I see Featherston have signed Sasai Fecky from Castleford on loan for a couple of weeks as he tries to return to fitness after an injury nightmare. Um, that will be a really good game. And I think the, the Tottenham event in um, several couple of weeks' time promises to be a, another good rugby league occasion. There might be a bit of concern about the size of the crowd, but hopefully neutrals will turn up because it's at a new venue and um, and it should be a good day out. But I have a sneaking feeling that, that Huddersfield might win that one. They've made rapid and impressive progress under Ian Watson this season. It had it quite tough last year when he was settling in his first year at the club but they're playing well now and um, if they get the game together and hold the nerve I think they've they've every chance of um, of winning that and on the subject of Ian Watson his third major final um, he got to two with Salford the Challenge Cup and the Grand Final and then um, this one with Huddersfield so you know full credit to him that's a, a fantastic achievement he's doing this not at the best resource of clubs, but he's certainly getting the best out of his players. Yeah, I have to say I fancied Huddersfield in that game. Um, I said to James O'Brien, our colleague on the Yorkshire Post, that I fancied Huddersfield to go through. Yeah. But still advising to have a save about on Hulk KR, given my record at tipping. But I don't think there was ever any real doubt about that one, was there? Once, once Huddersfield got the noses in front, as you say, Hulk KR did look a bit dispirited and they certainly seem to have lost their way a bit since Tony Smith announced that he'd be leaving at the end of the season and I see they've announced yesterday that Willie Peters will be replacing him someone who's played over here an Australian uh, so it'll be interesting to see uh, how Hulk KR respond to that but as you say the other game was an absolute belter uh, where probably with the, the best Wigan and Saints games I've seen um, you know you I don't think the fans of either side could ask for any more other, other than obviously the Saints fans would rather have won. Um, but, you know, it was a great advert um, for the game. So it looked like Wigan were going to run away with it, but Saints being the champion team they are, you know, they're, they're not going to let uh, Wigan get away with it that easily. And back they came. And then uh, Wigan managed to get the try and, and hold it out. So... I really enjoyed that game too. Um, unfortunately, I didn't see any of the women's final because I was away, but I did see Zoe Hornby's try, which was uh, a good one, very old school, wasn't it? Picked the ball up through the gap and nobody was stopping her once she got going. And a, a great moment for her and the Leeds team. As you say, a shame they couldn't win, but obviously proof in the two score lines, the grand final and this year's Challenge Cup, that the gap does seem to be closing. And it's a shame about the Castleford team too. I know 
we spoke a couple of times last season about Cass and how a few of their players had moved up to York. Uh, and it's a shame that in strengthening one team, it's weakened another, hasn't it? Uh, to the point where they feel they can't compete in the top flight anymore, which is, is a real shame. Uh, just when the women's game was seemingly getting a bit of momentum, but obviously at this stage in its development, there are only a certain number of elite women players available, aren't there? And there's only so many can go around the various teams. So, uh, you know, probably for the better develop, long-term development of both the game and the Castleford team, it's, it's probably better that they do step down rather than get absolutely tanked every week, um, which doesn't benefit anyone, either the players, the supporters or the club itself. Um, so... It's still be interesting to keep an eye on the on this, as the season goes on. Maybe the other four teams can bring out the best in each other and help standards grow that way. Well, let's hope so because it's a World Cup year and and the Aussies and Kiwis are a long way ahead of England to be realistic in terms of women's rugby league. There yeah. is much more established there at a high level, and and I think the lack of lack of intense matches is going to be a problem for the. Um, for the England team, but they'll they'll learn a lot from the World Cup. I think it'll it'll show them where they need to be, and it's going to be a good tournament. That um, and you're right about Castleford. Hopefully, they'll, they'll be a bit more competitive in the second tier. Although, I, my concern might be that they're going to find that very difficult as well. They were beaten by convincingly beaten by um, Alton Raidettes in the Challenge Cup. Um, and they're, they've declined so much since they finished top of Super League in 2019. I think that's a real shame. Yeah. Um, I think the Castleford Club are trying to put it right now, but they've got to look at themselves and, and say, well, why didn't we make more of it when when um, things were going well? Yeah. Why have we allowed this to happen? I, I do think it's, um, I think it's a shame. But as you say, it certainly strengthened York, who are, um, who are putting some money into their women's team and, and making a good go of it. They've not quite been able to beat Leeds in a big game yet, but um, they're not far off. So I think we've got three three decent teams. We're going to have declined a bit over the last few years. They were champions in 2018, but they're um, they're struggling a bit now as well, which is which is a shame. I I understand that um, a couple of teams who are in the the second tier of Super League. Um, Featherston and Warrington, I believe, were offered the chance to come up, but didn't, didn't think they were ready. Um, they didn't want to have the same problems that the Cass were avoiding with heavy defeats every week. Um, and they very wisely, I think, stayed stayed in the second tier. That should be a competitive group as well. But I do like the women's game. It's it's um, rugby league played as it ought to be. Really, there's no yeah. there's no wrestle or. Um, some of the, the dark arts that have come into the men's game haven't yet in the women's game. And um, if you get a chance to watch a match between two evenly matched teams, it's um, it's a good watch, I think. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And I, I think that was one of the points I was trying to make about Zoe's try, really. It was, it was old school kind of in every yeah. way in that uh, she, she picked the ball up and, and went through the gap and you know made a good run to the line. Um, and, and I think you know we've said before on here as well. Maybe the championship is is a bit like that as well, isn't it? Because it's not as fast and 
huge players on both sides uh, of the of the teams. You know that sometimes you do get more skill on the ball in a way. I, I suppose you know people cutting through and uh, you know a bit more like what I would call old old rugby league that I grew up with. Um, but things change and not always for the better. And that's the game we've got now. But just a couple of other things I just wanted to... I agree with you regarding the crowds, Peter. I mean, I, in the modern era in particular, I don't ever remember semi-final crowds, you know, people being locked out or anything. Um, it's, it's always been a kind of event that each fan who sports that particular team goes along, don't they? And, you know, with the decline of the Challenge Cup, certainly in the Super League era, that seems to become less and less. And I think 22,000 to C3 games... In in a seat with in a stadium with seats, whether it's football or cricket or rugby or whatever, if you don't sell it out, it looks bad on the telly, doesn't it? That's just one of those things. There's nothing you can do about that. If there's empty seats, then that's how it is. It, it maybe if you had everyone crammed in behind the two goals, it'd look better. But the the TV angles still pick up all all the stands and show that you know some of them are empty or not as many people in them. And also the point you made there about Lee and Feather and their kind of stockpiling of players, which is just, uh, it just makes me smile in a way, you know, that, that it's sort of the, the best two teams and it's it's like an arms race with how many more players do either side need. But obviously I noticed this week Feather have let a, a couple go out, haven't they? They obviously need to, they can't have that many under one roof. So I know a couple have gone out on loan, but. It just make each time one of them signs a player, the other one goes out and signs one, and it's uh, be interesting to see where it all ends. But I think, as you say, a, a good final as well, and uh, one I'm looking forward to watching. And, and as you say, I think Huddersfield Wigan will be a good one too. And you know, I like what Ian Watson he, he turned Salford around nicely, didn't he? And, and he seems to be doing the same at Huddersfield. And it'd be nice to see a different name on the cup for a change as well. And so just, that's right. Yeah, I mean, let's face it, can't want Wigan to win the cup, whoever they're playing. <laughs> um, so go Giants. Yes, yeah. We've uh, I've seen enough uh, Wigan Cup wins for one lifetime. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then just looking forward to the weekend, Peter. Unusually, all three of our teams playing on the Sunday this week. Um, we often mention the fact that there's not many games seemingly played on a Sunday anymore, but. Wakey Castle and Leeds are playing on Sunday this week. Yeah, it's um, it's a nice change, isn't it? Yeah. Refreshing. Um, I think there'll be some some interesting matchups. Uh, Castleford at home to Hull KR. You no, know, Castle are going to be highly motivated for um, for that. Having lost twice away to to the Robins this season, uh, including in the Challenge Cup. Um, Hull KR have got problems now with injured players and, and they looked, as we mentioned, a, a very, um, a very, I'm not quite sure what, what you'd say, dispirited perhaps team against Huddersfield and they're coming off the back of a, a crushing defeat and you'd, you'd expect Castleford having had, I think it'll be 16 days to prepare for the game, you'd expect them to win that, I think. Um to lose against Wakefield is huge. With the two teams now bottom and fighting um, from bottom, respectively, in in the table, um, Toulouse will definitely have have targeted this one. Um, there's a four point gap, and you'd think realistically, if um, 
if Wakefield were to win that one, then six points ahead, that's that's quite a, com- a comfortable cushion now. But um, Toulouse are a different proposition at home to the side they are away. They've beaten Saints, pushed the likes of Wigan and Hulk are close. And I think Wakefield have got um, got a job on the hands this weekend. Um, and then another game between teams um, towards the bottom end of the table leads go back to Salford, which is an interesting fixture for a lot of reasons. Um, not least Rohan Smith's first game in charge of Rhinos, which coincidentally comes against the um, the team whose win over Leeds ended Richard Agar's reign. As, uh, as coach, he resigned after um, Leeds messed up against Salford there a couple of months ago. They were winning until the hour mark and then just collapsed in a messy heap in the final quarter of the game. And, and that convinced Richard Agar that um, he couldn't get um, anything more out of the players. So it's chance for um, for them to see how far they've progressed, really. Salford unlucky not to beat since last time out. And they'll be um, they'll be in fairly confident mood, I would think, based on that performance. But they've not won since that win over Leeds. Leeds do have a good record um, against Salford in Super League, and they've got some players coming back. Everyone will want to impress Rohan Smith, so you know you would hope that um, the Leeds will be able to make it three straight wins, which would um, probably end their relegation fears and and um, also keep them in, in touch with the top six. It, um, it'll be interesting to see how many of the players who are available after injury are risked. Um, Richie Myler's available. Zach Hardacre is um, is in contention. David Fusitua as well. Alex Meller. Um, a whole host of them. Whether they'll Risk them all? I'm not sure. The, the last couple of performances have been have been okay. So um, maybe Leeds all, all think they don't need to risk bringing everybody back at once. But um, it should be the strongest Leeds team that have turned out for a while, and um, hopefully they can keep some momentum going. Uh, just what have you been? Your early impressions been of Rowan, Peter? Have you? Well, I've spoken to him in press conferences a couple of times, not spoken to him face-to-face yet, Um, but I've spoken to a lot of people who've been working with him, both at Leeds since he arrived and and, um, at his previous clubs, and and everybody that I've spoken to speaks very highly of him. Yeah. They say he's he's different, he has a different way of... Of doing things and looking at things, um, out an out of the box thinker is is something a couple of people have said to me right. about him. But um, they, the play, the past players and people, current players I've spoken to, like him. They say he's a decent guy who's got some good ideas, knows how to put his ideas across, and there's there's quite an optimistic feel. About um, about what he could bring to Rhinos. I suppose it's going to go one of two ways. It's it is a very big job, a very big club. Leeds is unlike any other club in the game. It's certainly a step up in terms of the size of the operation from um, North Devils, the Brisbane Broncos feeder club he was at before. But 
he's got some talent at his disposal, both in terms of the existing squad and, and young players coming through. I've said all season that they're a talented bunch of players who just aren't playing well. Yeah. But if he can get a bit more out of them, get them to to um, to play the way they're capable of, then I think Leeds could um, Leeds could go on a bit of a run this season. I think it's realistically they're not going to get into the top four probably or, or get to the grand final, but I think they can certainly start moving in the right direction. Um, Jamie Jones Buchanan, who was interim coach, has done a really good job. He's he seems to have got raised spirits in the camp and got everybody working together and and for each other. And um, if Rome can add to that, then then it could be a decent second half of the season for Leeds. But we'll have to see, won't we, if if they go out and and get a bit of a toweling at Salford on Sunday, then the pressure will immediately be on. So um, so let's see what happens. But I. From speaking to players over the last couple of weeks, I, I think um, I think we might see a decent performance from Leeds this week. Well, he's certainly his, his father Brian and Uncle Tony are fairly single-minded men, aren't they? In, in... <laughs> yeah. So if Rowan's got his own way of doing things as well, then uh, it would be another chip off the block. And obviously, if he has half the success that those two men have had, then you know, throughout their careers, uh, then. Uh, you know, certainly something for the Leeds fans to look forward to. I, I think that Leeds will win, will win on Sunday. I think that, as you say, there are a few players coming back. Uh, they've had a little bit of a break where he's no doubt been able to get a few ideas across to them. And uh, fancy that, as you say, everybody will be playing for a shirt now and, and eager to create a good impression. And I think that uh, a fancy Leeds for that one. Um to lose and wake, as you say, a, a true far pointer and a bit fearful for Wakey down though. And again, we've spoken a few times this season about how to lose would be a different team at home than away. And, and they'll certainly be looking at this as an opportunity to get another win under their belts, especially having beaten Saints. And uh, they did okay against Wakefield, didn't they, at Bellevue? I don't think Wakey were ever in any real danger, but it's, it's which Wakey turns up, is it? The one of a few weeks ago that was doing so well and uh, restricting teams and, and getting some good wins or is it the one that's turned up since the Challenge Cup defeat and uh, not scored many points and had a few hidings uh, they signed uh, Rob Butler this week didn't they the prop from Warrington and yeah. my mate who I speak to on a Saturday who's always complaining about the wakey pack I'll be pleased because he's been saying for weeks they need some props so that's that's one signing in an area that they need um, filling in so hopefully Rob can come in and prove a point uh, for Wakey so it looks a, a big strong lad and young and I'm sure Willie will be looking to get the best out of him um, and then Cass and Hulkeard again a fancy Cass there uh, I think Hulkeard just seem to be on a bit of a dip at the moment lost the way a bit and Cass have had time to prepare and um, been going alright in recent weeks haven't they under Lee Radford so although they've lost to hold KR twice this season, I'm sure they'll get one back on Sunday. Um, the one thing that struck me about Rowan Smith's first game is that when Rich Agar left the club, I didn't think it would be all this time before uh, the new man actually took charge of Leeds for the first time. So you can't say that they haven't been diligent and gone through a full and rigorous process of appointing the new man. So. Uh, you know, let's hope that everything goes well for him and Leeds in the season and the years ahead. 
And I think on that note, Peter, we'll uh, call it a draw for this week. Thanks again, as usual, for your time and your insight. Uh, just my regular reminder that you can get the very latest rugby league news from Peter's Twitter feed at Peter Smith YEP and the YEP Sports Desk at YEP Sports Desk, believe it or not. And also, obviously, the Yorkshire Post website and at YP Sport Twitter feed too. Where you can get the very latest rugby league and every other news too. Um, but for now, we'll leave it there and hopefully we'll be back soon.